everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hey, Lauren. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome and back. Emma. Oh, and me too. Hi, Lauren. Emma, look, you're you're looking cute over Zoom today. Thank you. I have my hair in a tight bun with like almost a center part and my glasses and I just feel super... Wow, you're, I don't know. you're very Street. descriptive. Do me now. Okay, Lauren is doing a <laughs> grunge, but uh, wet hair. And um, if you can know my reference, you understand. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, that was a Princess Diaries reference for me, Lauren. That's our favorite movie. <laughs> That's a, okay, you want to know what's so funny? I thought of the Princess Diaries today. And because my cat sat on my lap while I was working from home, and that absolutely never happens. Yeah, when does when does Snicks? No, ever do okay, that? but my cat never sits on my lap. So she sat on my lap, and I immediately thought of the song that's in Princess Diaries of like miracles happen once in a while. <laughs> and I sang that in my head until she that. left. Oh my gosh, Snicker is old. How old is she? Old, fifteen years. I was to say, I remember you got her when we were little. She's a sweetie. She's the best. I think so. All right, Lauren. Okay, Emma, do you want to help me with something? Absolutely, always. Okay, so I want to, because, you know, I'm hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> well, I I tweet semi-witty things like once a month-ish. I think you do pretty well. I want to make a thread on Twitter of things that are the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like what? Like, But like specific things that are the worst. So I have compiled a very lame list on my phone and I need you to help me add to it. I would be more than happy to because you know me. I'm always thinking about the worst. <laughs> okay, so jump in. <laughs> Whenever. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Number one. Okay. When somebody in front of you, but like a little too far in front of you, holds the door open and then you have to jog to get to the door oh, because you feel bad that they're goodness. holding it and mm. waiting. It's the worst. That's the worst. Because you're like, do I go? Can they just shut the door? Oh, they held the door open. I'm such a, such a nice person. Oh, the worst. Or you know what I usually do? I usually hesitate and then it's too late. And then I've already like committed, but I feel bad and I made eye contact. So then I wait there until they get to the door and I'm like, I'm sorry, I hesitated. Did you tell them that you hesitated? Yeah, I, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just I, being I honest. Hey, that's fine. That's what the kind world revolves around. You know what? Something that I find to be the worst, but probably like not that big of a worst, is when you hit your elbow and you laugh because it hurts so much. Can Okay. Cannot relate. <laughs> um, I hate it when I forget things in my car after I'm already in the house. Mm, that makes me think of I hate when I lay in bed and I forgot to do something and I'm like all tucked oh in. Oh my gosh, and I'm yes. Like ready to sleep. And, and oh, then. it's the worst. Like you literally already went to the bathroom and then your body is like psych or you're thirsty or whatever. Ugh. You know what's the worst? When you're online shopping and you get like all the way through to the last step of the checkout and then it doesn't work. And you lose all of oh your progress. Gosh, and of course, that, that has and happened. And that to doesn't me. happen just once. Like, you have to do that like three times. No, it happens all the time. Oh my God. The worst, too, is when you put in your credit card information and then it wipes oh my gosh. it. And then it's like, it's invalid. And so then not only you have to type in your credit card info again, you have to type in like all of your first, your, your name, your, ugh, it's everything. It's, it's, it's the, the worst. worst. It's the worst when my parents get locked out of their accounts. 
LOL. It's the worst when I have to explain where the internet is. And what it is. And what it is. <laughs> They're getting better. I'm teaching them. But it's the worst. Oh, you know, I feel like this is kind of stereotypical. The worst is when you step on something like a Lego or like something just really small and you're just your foot is on fire for like 10 minutes no no thank you it's just the worst no thank you Ooh. so you ever have a like a cold shower because everyone in your house used all the hot water yeah like that that's the worst (laughs) like are you not considering me consider me too lol i think this is a pretty good list i feel good about it okay that's good Mm. oh i have one more because i was thinking about okay similar to your door you're on a roll i I just hold things annoy me (laughs) (laughs) just get it off your chest okay okay the worst too is like when you're walking in a parking lot to go into a store and someone drives up you know for you to cross and then they go okay go ahead but then you have this like guilt obligation to kind of like hesitate, run it out. And then they like inch yeah. forward and then they and then hesitate. you feel bad. And then there's more cars coming. So oh you're like, goodness. I need to jog, you know. Oh, God. Or you know what else the is the worst? When people like when you send multiple questions to somebody, but they only answer the first question. And you're and like, but like I, I need answers to the other questions. Thank you for not helping me. I also think it's really upsetting when people just don't email me back. Right? Just email me back. It's not that complicated. I feel like this list is being compiled. All right. Well, you better acknowledge and every it's single a, one of it's my It's a points. good transition into kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Well, if you become uh, Twitter famous, then I'm definitely going to quit my job and do it's this full time. all I want in life. <laughs> Shout out to McDonald's for sponsoring Lauren on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like 80% of my tweets are just at McDonald's. Well, I don't know where else they would be. In O2. Anyway. Okay. What's the transition? So we had mentioned our... As a, as a topic that we want to talk about is... In our side you... comments without everybody around. <laughs> <laughs> when we scheme our plan. Oh, yeah. When we specially cultivate this episode for you, our listener, from us to you, a gift. From you to us to you from us. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> If it's not what you wanted us to talk about, that's on you for not asking us to talk about something else. You can email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. All right, transition. What a plug. Love. I loved that love that plug. It was such a good I love one. Us. Wow, we're such Look. good podcasters. Lauren, we are vibing today. We're, I just yeah, we're say. killing it. Oh, gosh. Shout out to our 30 <laughs> friends. Shout out to the... Okay, numero uno thing that mm. is the worst that mm. Emma and I feel to, the, to the our bare bones core. is when Emma and I record an entire episode and then realize <laughs> that the mic was not working and picking up our voices. Not and that you this has think. happened from experience because we're professionals, but like, it's let's happened just say twice. it's the worst. <laughs> Lauren, don't lie to the people. It's happened to us twice. It's but the first time was... Moment. No, no, no. It wasn't. But the first time it was my fault and the second time was her fault. So I think we're even. And, you know, it's a mistake that hopefully we each won't make twice. Because that we've, would be the we've worst. Checked it <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, we're hurtling over some of these initial starting of a podcast obstacles. I mean, we're 12 episodes and I mean, we should probably get it together. Get it 20, together. 2021. Have it all be it all. We are it all. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Miracles happen <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I love I that movie it's too so, much. That's so funny. I don't know why. I know. That is Emma and I's movie. We literally we every went to time... it in theaters. 
We, yeah, we did. Diaries too. Oh, the best. That was a good day. <laughs> if you can't guess our age by now, you're really not doing the math. Okay, let's transition into this topic okay. because yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to just seeing your perspective because we have different avenues of life. Yeah, yeah. So today, Emma and I are going to talk about communication in the workplace. So Shout we out. vibe, we're communicating, mm-hmm. um, but what are some of the challenges? What are some of the lessons learned and just kind of like the funny quirks because everybody's so different and it is a challenge sometimes. Absolutely. I think it's the most challenging thing, especially when you walk into a new job and a new position or, you know, you're just trying to do the right thing. Everybody's trying. We're doing the best we can. But yeah, so I think it's a good way to kind of see if there are other solutions, I guess, because I always call Lauren when I'm struggling because I can rely on her BFFs for life. But there are really big moments where I'm like, okay, this is a situation. But yeah, there are moments that there. this is the biggest situation I'm going through right now. It's actually happened recently. And I was like, Lauren, I don't know what to do. And and I think I, I kind of have an idea, but like I have been here for X amount of years. I kind of know the way that people are vibing at work. Mm-hmm. What, you know, sh- who should I email? Yeah, but there's, there's, a, there's nuances and there's, you know, things, there's always situational things going on. And I don't think it's black and white. I think it's very gray and it really depends on the kind of person you are and the kind of theater theatrical of you know personality you bring <laughs> yeah and your strengths yeah absolutely strengths weaknesses so I come from engineering where you know engineers are kind of known for being awkward men bad communicators it's a stereotype mm. and but often like I communicate pretty differently than my classmates in the past and my co-workers now or whatever and you you adapt and adjust how do you know that like what have you experienced recently where you can identify your differences? Um, well, so recently, like, I've gotten to know the people I work with really well so far. So let's say if I've had managers that prefer a communication style that is not my strengths. I'm a very collaborative talker. I like to feed off of people. I like to brainstorm. I like to bring a team together. I like to finish each other's sentences. But when somebody just wants facts, figures, short sentences, you know, very brief to the point emails, which it's fine. I adapt to maybe what that manager or what the team needs at that time to most effectively share communication without dropping any key points. And that's so interesting because for me, I'm someone that is a intent listener. Like I, I very much pay attention. I observe body language before I respond. I make sure that like the highest bidder in the room talks as well mm-hmm. because I'm always worried like, you know, who am I? Do I get a position where I can speak? Collaboration is definitely definitely key for architecture we are a talkative crew like if we don't chat we don't communicate like nothing gets done nothing gets solved Mm -hmm. however I have learned at least in the last couple of months for sure that different architects they communicate very differently with each other and with their clients and with their contractors and especially with the team so learning those communication styles makes me successful because I'm able to adapt to the different people but I definitely did not learn that right away like that was something that grew yeah so let's get Get into the specifics of like, yeah, what are some of those? Like, how do you learn that? How do you, what challenges arise that you overcome a little bit? I think for something very specific, I was working on a project. I had a team of like six people plus my architect and my partner and I didn't know what I was doing. It was my very first time working in the program that we were using. 
I had to ask a million questions. Of course. Yeah. And so if the architect did not respond to my questions the way that they did, I don't think I would have been encouraged to continue to ask questions. And in my office, maybe not in other people's, asking questions often is encouraged. It's necessary, right, to learn. If you're if you're there to learn and absorb knowledge, mm-hmm. Absolutely. you have to. And I think that's something that our generation doesn't always remember is that no one expects you to be a perfect employee. They expect you to be a good learner. They expect you to be a an adaptable, teachable yes. employee. People, are, people in general, there's always going to be somebody who's willing to teach you what you need to know. Absolutely. And honestly, that's what I found at least. I mean, for, for our field, I believe that the best way to learn is through teaching. So it's very much a big cycle. It's just as you grow and you communicate with your teammates, you're able to teach each other and blah, blah, blah. But more specifically, it took time and it took a lot of patience for me to learn those skills because I was very nervous in the beginning. I didn't think that I was equipped for the job at points because I didn't have all this knowledge. But for my field, I need time to gain that knowledge. I don't think that always works for everybody else, though. Absolutely. You know what I did when I first started my career? This is kind of funny. I got into this new department of a group that I really was not an expert in. I I had a lot to learn. And I picked one person in the group who I really admired and wanted to emulate and just a really hard worker. Everybody respects them. Everybody likes them. They work really hard. They're so smart. And so I would ask them so many questions and, you know, they were my teacher for a lot of things. And, you know, I got it in my head, like, I want to be like them, right? But that person happened to be really quiet, right? And that's so not, yeah. Like I, I really connect with my coworkers and bring a team together and have these interpersonal relationships. So in meetings, sometimes I would think to myself like, oh, if I I want to be like them. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to observe. I'm going to listen, right? But then over time, I learned that I wasn't bringing myself to the table fully. Sometimes I had things that should have been shared in those meetings. And I would comment on them after the meetings to my coworkers Mm. and be like, Mm. oh, did anybody think of this or... And they're like, Lauren, why didn't you say that in the meeting? <laughs> That's such a good point. Like you you could have spoken up, but you didn't know because the people around you weren't that kind of, um, you know, active. I don't know. I don't even know how to phrase that. They weren't like yeah, that. But, you know, I had to go through that process to kind of find my voice and then gain the confidence to say, I know what I'm talking about in these instances. It's funny to me when you say that because you admired someone who was admired by others, but you realized quite I would say quite quickly in the sense that it was, you know, over a year's time that that wasn't for you. Like that wasn't the way that you were going to be noticed or helpful or Mm -hmm. be able to contribute to the team. And I'm laughing because when I got hired, (laughs) I, I was like the kid who always did the right thing. Yeah. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, always being positive or something. Just like I never would do anything wrong. If I was unsure, instead of At previous jobs, if you were unsure, people wouldn't ask. Like, I always ask. Yes. I always ask if this is right. So (laughs) over time, my bosses were like, Emma, trust your instincts. Like, you went to college. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And it's okay if you fail. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, we're not going to put drawings out into the universe with them being incorrect. Like, there's going to be steps for me or you or someone else to check. So trust yourself. Also, do some research on your own. And that was a second skill that I learned 
not only communicating, but also being able to be accountable Mm -hmm. to be able to contribute. Know when to ask the questions. Know when to ask the questions. Know what kind of questions to ask. And also do your own research. And then that only makes you look better, right? Yes. And they really appreciated that because I would come with a list. And this is the type A person I am. I'm very very particular. I'm very anal about things. I just am. It's, It's just me. So I would come with a list Mm -hmm. to the boss or to the supervisor, whoever I was working with. I'd be like, hi, I have some questions about X project or this thing. And they'd look at me like, I need to have it written down. I need to know that I'm doing it right and correct. The amount of notebooks that we have at work, just piles of notes from projects and conversations. Best skill I ever learned was do your research, write it down. Yes, be prepared. Especially for things that are common. Like in my job, this is going to be very detailed. The specific distance between a door to open and close, depending on the push-pull, varies from 12 inches to 18 inches. And I didn't know that. And I was constantly told, hey, remember the push-pull? And I was like, what? Emma, write it down. Push-pull, 12 to 18. Like, know your math. <laughs> And it's part of it's part of my code, right? So of course, yeah. it was important to listen to people, observe, do my research, yes. ask questions, be prepared to be told no and you're wrong and to be to be wrong because that's the only way you're going to learn. Yeah, you have to fail. You have to fail. Absolutely. At my very first internship, my boss on my first day sat me down. He gave me this really big project, right? With this like big, he said, I want you to increase output by 20%. That's a lot, right? I do not have a poker face at all. Like I have learned that after working like in a meeting like you know exactly how I'm feeling all the time so I had these big deer in the headlight eyes and he's like don't worry he goes but you're gonna fail and and then my eyes were even bigger right and I'm like oh my gosh you just told me I'm gonna fail and I'm like this little college student on my first internship like what and that's the I just met you and he's like no I want you to fail and then we'll teach you and we're gonna make it right and it's not the end of the world he goes it's just part of the learning process and I learned so much from that but that's like my funny first day of real work story that is so funny like literally it was like hey nice to meet you here's a giant project you're I expect you to fail you know what (laughs) that cracks me up because something similar happened to me where we were gonna do a project on the building that we were actually living in right so the office was in this huge building and they were going to renovate a patio outside. And they were like, Emma, can you put some drawings together and like draw out some ideas for this patio? And I'm going, oh my gosh, yes. You were like, me? Me? Because, uh, you know, architects are, if you're an architect or a designer, you know that you do not get good jobs right away. You get toilet details and that's mm-hmm. your life. Okay, so I got this thing and they're like, Emma, go design this. And I was like, okay, great, awesome. I went outside, I took pictures. I was like in the drawings, like the old, like rustic blueprints that we don't print anymore. And I was like really into it. And I was drawing. I did miserably. (laughs) Like they looked at. Oh, no. (laughs) You were like, I'm so awesome. Look at me. I'm an architect. (laughs) And this was before I even went to grad school. That's so adorable, though. It was funny because then. At the end of the project, it was given to our more experienced designers. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they're going to take it over. So fast forward like a year or so. And my big, big boss pulls me into a room. I'll explain the big boss thing in a minute. She pulls me into a room and she goes, hey, remember that project I asked you to do earlier this year? I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, you failed, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God. I'm like, what? And she's like, no, 
I, I wanted to see your strengths. I wanted to see where your brain works so we could figure out where to put you. But I didn't want to just like shove you somewhere. I wanted you to show me. And I was like, well, well, I can do better. And they're like, Emma, that's not a that's not a criticism. It's a it's a constructive thought for you. It's like know what you're good at and play to those strengths. Yeah, know your strengths. Oh my gosh, I am so grateful because as time has gone on in the last couple of years, also I just want to say. My work anniversary is tomorrow, and I'm oh, hey, very happy that's about it. exciting. Thank you. So as soon as I was done with that, I started getting the projects that were more logical, more constructive, things that made sense mm-hmm. to me. And I was really good at that. Like that was primo, primo steco. It was awesome. So Beautiful. that was really intense. But, you know, if you didn't try... You wouldn't, and they wouldn't have known that you would have failed, and I wouldn't have known. And I think it's sometimes, like, it's just funny that when, yeah, sometimes you get put in those, like, test situations. Mm -hmm. Even now I do sometimes where you might not know that you're being evaluated, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I think then my question to you next is what do you think are some key ideas for young people going into a job to be aware of? Well, kind of like what we said, you know, know your strengths, know how you communicate, know how you learn and how you learn best and just be open, willing to learn. And you're just, you're not going to get everything at once. Absolutely. I think I, I, I can reiterate what you said, but I echo that, you know, be adaptable, be teachable, know that you're going to make mistakes, know that even in the beginning, your reputation is key. I think always being professional because there are people that love to gossip. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. The more professional filters that you put on yourself and I have some great examples of this <laughs> kind of you're you're protecting yourself and you're making it's only benefiting you right the the more you think about how you're presenting yourself to everybody around you the better but it doesn't mean don't have fun it doesn't mean don't be don't befriend your co-workers but it just means you know watch out for yourself and be careful yeah because I don't think it's I have the funniest story okay yeah tell me oh no you can go ahead no I was just gonna say I think it's just super important to be self-aware because you have no idea idea if someone is going to utilize your information against you and you don't want to think ill of people right but like you don't know these people these these co-workers of yours they're not you know close to you they're not your friends however enjoy yourself like get to know people around you because the more that you build relationships the better your working conditions are people are going to help you lauren likes to mm-hmm. say the whole thing about being nice yeah like i said i'll I, i'll say it, i've said it before i'll say it again if you are nice to people people like being nice back to you they will not mind doing things for absolutely. you absolutely we need to get off so, of the term absolutely i say absolutely oh to every We say everything way too much. Totally. Okay, so I have the funniest story. The worst. Kind of about putting a professional filter on yourself. So that person that I emulated so much that I, you know, I wanted to be like them and I would, and they taught me so much stuff and they would sit me down, they would, they would learn stuff. But also in that year, you know, I befriended them and I would make really funny comments about how I had no idea what I was doing and, and, you know, I would ask them a lot of questions and... I would make jokes about, oh, I'm avoiding that because I don't want to do it or not working hard or like not not having any idea of what I was doing. And then 
fast forward a year later, that person is my boss. Oh my God. And I have to, I literally sat them down and I was like, listen, I know I just spent a year like telling you funny stories about how I don't work hard and I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I promise (laughs) I'm not that bad. I said, I promise I'm going to work really hard for you. You're like, let me (laughs) tell you the truth. I'm actually a very hard worker. Please promote me. (laughs) I was like I know you know like what I'm capable of but like I want you to know that I'm not a slacker (laughs) you know that's such a good point because you really never know when people are going to be moving up and moving out and it's so important just to be like self-conscious of all that yeah you don't know if that person's going to be your boss in in a year and even if they are your boss and you guys have like a friendly relationship just just maybe know just like keep it on the L, the low, yeah. the low key. Okay, another great story I have. This is like, I don't know, it kind of fits into what we were saying before. Um, So I was in this group, in that new group, where I was learning a lot, but I got this amazing project to design a product for a, a new product for a customer. And it was something that we had never as a company done before, kind of like a new technology that we were breaking into. That's cool. And so we were filing for a patent. Oh, fun. Right? And so I'm in this like big fancy meeting with Pat, with like the patent lawyers on the phone and they had drawn up some paperwork and I was the lead on the project. Like I knew everything about this project and the paperwork didn't really match. And it was very clear that it didn't really make sense. But I was I was trying to be quiet Ooh. and be reserved oh and gosh, be respectful of the other people in the room. And I was also like just nervous. I'm like, these lawyers are being paid to be on the phone with us. Like I'm not going to waste anybody's time with like stupid questions. And after the meeting, I'm like, oh, like, do you guys really understand this paperwork? Like, I don't understand why we're saying x y and z do you think that's correct because this on the project doesn't really match that and they're like oh my gosh lauren you're like so right (laughs) and they're like lauren like why didn't you say that in the meeting i was like oh i don't know (laughs) but that's so true like you wouldn't know anyway we were able to have another meeting with them and i went through that paperwork so diligently because I was leading the project and I was just the one with all of the information and that was a big lesson learned for me just to say like I literally like wrote it down in my notebook when you know what you're talking about you need to talk in the meetings when you're the person you need to be the person and I was able to have them rewrite all of the paperwork correctly and I looked at it every sentence in detail and it made me look really good because I was very prepared just like you are shout out (laughs) and you know and then it was really successful and we filed for this patent yeah I think that is something that it will take time if you are not someone that is very confident in yourself or in your decision making to realize that this is a perfect time and a great opportunity to speak out. Yeah, they're presented to you. Right. And, you know, I didn't expect that coming in a group that I was new to. Yeah, the opportunity absolutely. just presented itself. You know, mm-hmm. not as grand as a patent, but recently I was put on a new project. And well, I'm just going to say that last week you bragged about your teeth, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. My teeth are amazing. They look great. Anyway, I'm, I'm really sorry for just trying no, to it's... use funny joke out. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. So recently I was put on a new project and a lot of the conversations that we were having revolved around these deadlines, right? So it's like, how quickly can we get X amount of stuff done to meet this deadline? Now, me being someone who is like a very fast worker, I was like, okay, what exactly do you want me to accomplish by this day? Because I can do numerous amount of tasks, but I need Mm -hmm. to be guided 
And that is how I am strong in my work world. I have to tell someone, I need someone to point out what I need here. I need to ask you, whoever's in charge of me, hey, can you tell me what just the expectations are of this project? Because I need to be up to date and informed at all costs to do this as of best course. as I can. Sometimes though, when you're put on a new project, you're not always given all of the information, so you have to seek it out. But I'm someone who actively goes to the person and says, hey, I'm new. I just want to know what you're expecting of me as an employee on this project, you know, as a colleague, as a, a coworker. And do people appreciate They them? do because they, because like I said earlier, expectations are different for each architect. When I ask them directly, instead of in an email or on the phone or in a group chat, it says so much, it says so much more about my character and how I'm willing to learn when I ask them directly. Yes. That is a skill that I have honed in on because of the people that work at my job let's transfer back to point A, communication styles. Certain people require certain things. You need to play off of those, those, I don't know, what are they called? Strengths? I don't know. Just like the personality. Yeah, the needs for this, the project. Correct. And sometimes there are moments where like, today I sent an email to a consultant and I said, hi, I'm looking through the drawings. I have a question about this. Have you guys considered this? And I got a very simple email of, no, we have not. And I'm like, you're like, okay, okay, cool. okay bye. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so then I went to one of my architects and I said, hey, um, I'm talking to so-and-so and I'm wondering if I should like introduce myself. I've never had a conversation with them before. And she says, no, uh, that's not very important to this person. And I was like, okay, so this person is a very- Now I know. Exactly. And this person is a very to the point, ideas first- uh, drama later, you know, kind of thing. So very, you know, and that's so important to know in order to have a good relationship, play off of those strengths. And sometimes people like to say like, oh, well, if I have to change myself to communicate, that really takes away from the point. No, no, no. We're not telling you to change your experiences because you have to have a new personality. No, no, no. We're just saying when you're communicating with certain people in the work world, it's very important that you listen and you observe and you respond the same way that they speak to you because their expectations of certain things might be very, very just different. And it's important for you to know that because that makes you a good employee. When you're a boss one day and you need X amount of stuff done, also, I'm going to be a boss one day. <laughs> I am ready. When we have, when we are. When we're bosses and we take over the world, I'm sure I'm going to have a communication style that's very different than the employees that work with me. So it's always important that you just make that very clear. Yeah. So. And we're saying this right now, but it's, it's not something that's necessarily always easy in execution. No. Oh my gosh. Not at all. And that's where it comes back down to like, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to make someone feel something that, that you didn't really mean. I embarrassed myself today at work. Oh gosh. <laughs> now I really want to know. <laughs> okay. So I recently got a promotion at work. I think I clapped this last time and I'm going to clap again. Yay. Emma and I briefly recorded something last in our last episode and I actually cut it out because I was really awkward. <laughs> Lauren's awkward, but she I was super awkward. It. I don't like the attention. Whatever. I, I gave, I was just, anyway. Get over it. We're anyway. congr- congratulating you if you, okay, can, you're yes. not allowed to cut. You were happy for me. You're, Thank yay. you. Lauren got a Thank promotion. You. Okay, moving on. Anyway, so I'm in this important meeting today with people in Europe. <laughs> we're going over these projects. Casually talking about Europe. <laughs> Had to uh, get on some calls early this morning and we 
were going over project details and in the PowerPoints that they were sharing, there was some like acronyms that I had not seen before. And so during the meeting, you know, and any questions or whatever, I said, can we go over these points? And I was just wanting to confirm that it, the acronyms correlated to my, you know, English version and understanding that we were on the same page. Then after the meeting, I got an email from one of the people leading the meeting. They're like, Lauren, you had some questions in the meeting about these topics. And then they were like explaining the topics to me. And I was like, oh, I know what they mean. I was just like, you know, I just wanted to clarify. And I feel like I made myself sound stupid in the meeting by asking that. But there was no other way around it. Yeah. And I wanted to be 100% sure. But then I, I was like, oh, thank you. This was a very nice email. Thank you for giving me this detail. Yes, we do this. Yes, I know about this. I'm glad we have clarification or whatever. You know, and sometimes like with stuff like that, you... <laughs> You just don't ask the right question or you just ask the question and people don't understand it and like that's the result but you know it's good that they're able to say hey like thank you for asking and and this is what we're talking about even though you're like oh god now I seem like I'm not qualified I was like oh my so now I'm like oh my gosh they think I'm stupid Uh. of course like (laughs) I'm the youngest person on the call and like they the the other people have are oh you know have been in the industries for like you know 20 years well you have to start somewhere you can't just jump in and know exactly everything at very deep out detail but that was just kind of it it was just kind of a funny on par topic that's what happened to me this morning now A reverse effect is when people assume I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) and they explain it without me asking. (laughs) You're like, yes, I understand. Thank you. It drives me crazy. I'm like, why don't you just ask if I know and if I have questions, I'll come to you versus like, let me explain how, you know, rain and the sun work. (laughs) It's like, yes, right. (laughs) You know, so crazy. Lauren, I think this has been an amazing conversation, and I'm really curious what other people have experienced at their work world, but we're young. Yeah, please You know, I would love to hear more just from other people who have experienced more things, because of course, I'm, my perspective is my own, you know, Um, I can only do so much. You know, I feel like there was one thing that we had talked about before. Just give me a second. I want to remember it. Okay. Okay. A challenge that I have sometimes as a woman in the work. Shout out to being a woman in the workforce. And as a type A female engineer, right, I'm very organized. Yes. I'm very always prepared. I like, I enjoy being extra prepared by having handouts or organizing meeting notes or filing things in our network drive to make them more accessible and, you know, communicating key information for people who need it and I feel like sometimes that can make me seem like I am approachable in a secretarial role there Oh, and I try very hard to distinguish if I'm in charge of the project or if I'm leading a meeting I'm going to be over prepared however that doesn't mean you can ask me to organize your PowerPoint for you absolutely that doesn't mean you can ask me to file these papers for you every time. I think that's really amazing to think about because if you put yourself into a box, you have to then set boundaries to pull yourself out of that box, right? Yes. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I have to set my own barriers for myself to sometimes say no so that I am knowing my worth and representing myself professionally and you know, have an expectation of the work that I'm going to do and how I'm going to be treated. You know, but it's so hard. Especially when you're a woman. Especially when you're a woman. But it's so hard because 
what if you like doing that? Like you like it. I know you do. You enjoy organizing. Absolutely. You know, if, if, and if your boss asks you to do that, of course, right? Oh yeah. You, you're going to do it no matter what. I'm also, you know, I'm also very nice at work, right? So sometimes people ask me to do things because I'm nice and they'll say, oh, you know, do you have time? And then I end up making time or I end up like doing really, really silly tasks that are very much not my job mm -hmm. just because I want to help out. And so sometimes you have to set those boundaries and that's something I'm, I work on and I'm currently working on. So sometimes, yeah, you, you, you don't mind and you want to help the team and you'll stay a little bit late to do something super silly that really the other person should be doing. And sometimes you got to say no. And there, there's no way to teach that or learn that. And you know what? It's just done over time. It's really about the the same things we've been saying is like speak out and present yourself in a very professional way and say I've experienced a lot of this type of work lately I just want to be clear that my whole goal here is to be an engineer and be very kind and 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 be very straightforward and say yeah and it's usually not an issue but yeah when it is but I think that there's no no problem in doing that. I have I have a relatable comment there so in our firm we do these things called programming sessions so we go to the client and we sit down with them and we ask them to describe their dream school mm -hmm. their dream building give us all the blue sky ideas you have then there's somebody that has to document that yes someone has to take notes someone has to take pictures and then at the very end it gets summarized and compiled into a booklet that someone is me <laughs> That's you. That's me. <laughs> you, you are that I person. am that person. We didn't start doing these booklets as detailed until recently. Like we had reports that were summaries so that, you mm -hmm. know, the design team could take it further and make sure that their methods and dreams and vision came forward, right? Unfortunately, I'm so good at them that I am the one that does them. Now, I, I love doing them. I don't want them taken away from me, but they don't ask anybody else because they oh, know that I am good at it and that I'm willing to do it. Which then puts me in a hole because there's like... So it's like, it's it's okay, but also... It's okay, but it's also like, why don't you ask the other person who is my age and was hired at the same time as me? You know, like, gotcha. what wh wh says that I always have to do this? I like doing them. I could teach someone else how to do them. But, you know, something about being a part of that specific task, I get worried and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I always going to be known as the program booklet girl? Like, does anybody else know <laughs> and that? So sometimes it's good to have the thing that you know the best and be the expert at but making booklets probably isn't isn't the top thing yeah i mean like on the list i have to say they are very nice <laughs> but <laughs> i'm sure you do a great job i love doing them i, I mean i'm very organized and i'm creating you should make us a booklet for our podcast Can we you know let's have like a vision book no what we first need to do is i want to get out that logo and make a t-shirt and a mug and i'm waiting for you to approve okay i okay that's my goal. I want to get Lauren to make snap decisions so we can put out merch. Lauren, I, Love I think this conversation has been really fruitful and I have to say... It's been a lot of fun. It's been the opposite of the worst. It's been the opposite of the worst. But you know what also is the worst? What? When your best friend, when your best friend and you have to Zoom all the time because we live so far away and we can't spend time together. I miss you. Aww. <laughs> I talk to Lauren almost every day, but I have to say, making this podcast over the internet has been a challenge, but I'm so glad that we're able to have technology and make this thing work. Yes. Laggy internet. The worst. Talking to you. The best. Shout out. Okay. It's too sappy. We got to peace out. Uh, again, always like, subscribe, and share, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been another episode of The Oak View. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. 
Thanks again for listening to The Oakview. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oakview Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.